it is what you say that determines what to be done for and to you. So spoken words are very mystical realities in the spirit. They are very mystical because they mobilize spirits. They are very mystical because they mobilize life or death. They are very mystical because they create or destroy. They are very mystical because they build and purify or they defy. They are very mystical because they transmit authority. And they are very mystical because they are the basis for justification and condemnation in the spirit. This is why words are very significant and important realities in the spirit. And so in order to bring everybody up to speed, there are certain spiritual things, spiritual wisdom, spiritual capsules that if learned and applied can quickly improve your world so that your words can become effective. And so I give you four of them very quickly. Things that you must do in order to quickly begin to doctor your word and to repair the damage that your words are suffering either from how they were taught or from how they were spoken. The first is that everyone who wants to make the most of these realities must learn to energize their words. Some of us hear this because we were trained in fear, we were trained in doubt, and some were trained in iniquity. Even if we start saying the right words now, those words will be weak. There will be no energy in it. Because fear would have weakened the potency of the words already. So somebody may leave this service today and say, wow, what that man thought was true. From today, I will only be speaking the right thing. And that's beautiful. And the person may start speaking only the right things. But you will discover that even though you are speaking the right things, you may not command the right result just yet. Because your words don't have the energy. You are not speaking it from conviction. You are not speaking it from so many planes that should have been natural to you if you were brought up with it. And so there are spiritual antidotes that must be applied to spoken words in order for spoken words to become efficacious. And the first of such antidote is what we call energizing of your words. And the way you energize your word is by praying. And so before you speak, what you must do is to pray. If you pray before talking, you will discover that your words will carry more weight. The reason is because you are learning these principles late. Somebody else who has mastered this can just wake up from bed and speak and the impact will be rapid and ferocious. Another person may be shouting, nothing will happen. They said the same things, thing, but they said it at different energy level. And so in order to quickly doctor your words, you need to begin to learn to energize your words. And the way to energize your word is to put prayer into your words. The Bible said in Jude verse 20, it said, you dearly beloved, building up yourself upon your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. So when you pray, what happens to you is that you ascend to a higher energy level. And you will discover when you speak, the weight will be different. The reason is because prayer has doctored that word. So that word will produce more impact than it should have produced if spoken without prayer. Do you think your children will hear you because you love them? 
your love for them will be the reason why they will be spoiled. If you want your children to hear you, your words must carry energy. And so when you come, you say, don't do this. They will know. Even when you are not around, that word will travel with them. Like an umbrella, creating a shield over them. But there are many people, they've loved their children into hell. Loved their children into, into, into prison. Men of authority, they know the value of words, so they keep energizing their words. You want to go for the meeting tomorrow to address the board of directors and you sleep and wake up and you go there with English language and a briefcase, it will change nothing. Before you go there, cook what you will say in three hours of tongues. When you show up in the meeting, you will say, my dear colleagues, I just want you to know that as you are talking, they say, yes, yes, we will do it. We will do it. Because you are speaking with, you are not speaking English. Wait. See, even you will know. When you talk, you will sense virtue leave you. You will sense it. Because you generated that virtue. That word will become a conveyor. Why do you think people are failing in life? They are speaking light words. A man will label and set up an organization. Charlatans will come and wreck it. How dare you? Oh, not when somebody who has authority is around. You will speak. If they try it, they can die. There are certain people that build their institution. If you stay here, you die. And you think it's a joke, you will steal and die. Because that was carry energy. If you violate it, so long as it's within the boundary of righteousness, you will see the impact. That's how we should live. And so you must learn to begin to doctor your words. They called you to give a presentation. Don't rush with English. Don't rush with intelligence. You will become like a peacock and when you fail, you, you will appear naked. Come with energy. Don't talk English. Talk weight. A university in America who usually invite preachers to read Psalm 23 because the heritage of the university is Christian. So usually on their convocations, they will invite preachers on political basis to read Psalm 23 just to make it part of the ceremony. They now invited somebody with heavy words. He showed up and he opened it. Usually they will give you less than five minutes because they are being forced by tradition to do it. It's not like they want to. And when he opened it, he said, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The moment he started reading Psalm 23, the atmosphere changed. Before he got to chapter 4, people were already on the floor. Revival had begun. The Holy Ghost started falling on people. People were weeping. People were repenting. People were coming to the altar to kneel down to confess their sins. He didn't do another call. He was just talking with weight. With weight. You can't go out for evangelism with weightless words. And then you are coming to tell a harlot that Jesus died for you. She will say, I know. I've heard it before. Many preachers have told me. But when you come with weight and you said the Lord died for you, that word will become a burden on her spirit. She will weep all night. She will look for you. She won't know why. We need men that carry walls that are heavy. We have intelligent, eloquent people talking without weight. And so the way you add weight to your world, 
is by cooking your words in prayer. The second way to manage spoken words is to infuse it with grace. Grace. In Colossians chapter 4 verse 6, it says, let your words be seasoned with grace. You need to cook your words with grace. And the way you put grace into your words is to bring light, truth, and wisdom. It's truth and wisdom. Wisdom is what defines how you say it. Truth is what defines what you say. Because if what you say is a lie, even if it was said well, there's no grace in it, so it won't edify. And if what you say is truth, but it is not said with wisdom, even though it is true, it will still not edify. There are many people who believe their, all, their own is to say the truth. And all the truth they say destroys people. Because they don't add wisdom to it. Somebody does something wrong and then you come and say it in a way that he will never be able to repent. Because you castigate and destroy him. And when they ask you, you say, no, me, I speak truth. What you said is truth, but there's no wisdom in it. And because there's no wisdom in it, it will be void of grace. And so that your word can produce result. And so the way to season your word with grace is to garnish it with truth and wisdom. Truth means say what is right. Don't compromise on your standards. And wisdom is say it in a way that it will not destroy but build someone. If you are able to talk like that, your words will begin to have power. Number three, the way to energize your words is to infuse it with love. Before you speak to somebody, put yourself in the person's shoe and ask yourself, if you heard that thing, will it bless you? If it will not bless you, you are not qualified to say it. And so Ephesians 4.15, it says, speaking the truth in love. I'm showing you how to use words to change things. And trust me, if you apply these things, there's no circumstance that will defile it. A word cooked in prayer, a word spoken in truth and in wisdom, a word spoken in love, there is no way it can, it, there is no mountain that can stop it. When those words go forth, they must create change. That's how we change things. Now, when you speak in love, apart from the fact that people will open up to receive it, the nature of God will also be transferred through it. In 1 John chapter 4, verse 8, the Bible says, God is love. So when you are speaking in love, you are actually speaking God. And when God steps into the situation, change is inevitable. Many times, the reason people are saying the truth, but they can't bless, is because they are not spoken in love. So when men who should be blessed by those words hear them, they lock their spirit. They are not sure why you are saying what you are saying. Somebody claims he wants to advise you. Meanwhile, this advice is giving you is to ridicule you publicly. Everybody will now see him as a wise man and a good man. They will now see you as a waste and a rebellious person. That's not an advice. That is manipulation. 
You are using that person to gain acceptance and his wickedness. Before you speak to people, you must make sure that what you are telling them will help them and make them better. That's the spirit of love. When you operate like that, God himself will validate it. This is how words are made powerful. They are made powerful by, being, by energizing with prayer. They are made powerful by being truthful and wise. They are made powerful by being injected with grace. They are made powerful by being infused with love. And number four, your words must be infused with faith. In Hebrews chapter 4 verse 2, unto them was the gospel preached as it was preached unto us. He said, but it did not profit them because they did not mix it with faith. Every time you hear words or speak words, if all you are interested in is the communication correctness and faith is not added, the package the world came with will not be delivered to you. Most people, even when you are saying be healed, they can't receive it. They just receive it as part of the service. And because they don't mean good faith, even though that word comes with power to heal, they can't receive it. And somebody else is healed, they are wondering, why are they not healed? It's because faith interaction is what makes the word potent. When the word comes forth, how you receive it is what determines what you receive from it. He said the word did not profit them because it was not mixed with faith. The moment faith is injected into words, words become powerful. Number five. Words potent are spoken from the place of revelation, not information. When you speak from revelation, you will be shocked what that word will achieve for you. It will literally overwhelm you. When you speak from revelation, many times you don't even feel anything. But the words just come to you. And because it came, it came to you, the outcome will blow your mind. One of our brothers came to tell me, he said I was speaking and the Lord quickened the word. It came to me by revelation. And I said, somebody will receive a land and will receive another land and it will happen in, the, in a matter of days. And this person will step into the business of real estate. And the brother said, the moment the word came, he caught it, that this word was for him. And to my greatest dismay, I had forgotten. Only for him to show up two weeks later and say they gave him a large piece of land. And that while he was yet processing that one, they gave him another large piece of land. And these are lands in hectares. If you call me back to come and stand and say, you will receive a land, I will refuse. Because even me, I won't believe it. But the moment it came by revelation, every hindrance to the world was already removed. That's how revelations work. In the last miracle service, I, just, I was walking, I just heard, somebody has an enlarged scrotum. It, it goes down now. And I just declared it. And I didn't feel any virtue. I didn't feel any anointing. I felt nothing. But I know I just heard it. And the moment I said it, the power did not come from me. It came from the revelation. And so every time 
a man speaks from the place of revelation, the outcome always is mind-blowing. And so a man who has words that create changes is a man who prepares his spirit to receive revelation. As revelations come to you, revelations energize your world. Many times, people have no access to revelation. That's why their words are weak. These are ways of doctoring your words. If you want your words to become potent, you must constantly, consciously, and progressively apply these realities to your words. Finally, your words must be spoken in the name of Jesus. If you want your words to be powerful, you must speak them in the name of Jesus. In Mark 16, 17, he said, in my name, your words will cast out devil. In Colossians 3, 17, the Bible says that everything should be done in the name of the Lord. If you speak in your name, you may have few results, but I assure you, many times, your words will be barren. But if you come in the name of the Lord, you will be shocked the credibility that that name will give to your words. People speak in the name of their uncles. People speak in the name of their physical and natural positions. People speak in the name of their human connection. And the Bible says, woe unto him that puts his trust in the arm of flesh. Some even speak in the name of doctors. They are trying. But the problems of life are largely spiritual. And so many times they are handicapped. As beautiful as it is to receive the doctor's help, you can't walk depending on the doctor's verdict. The greatest assurance you can have in your life is for your life to be built on the name of Jesus. Sir, everything you say and do, please make sure you are convinced in yourself that you are not doing it because a man promised you. They say, woe unto him that trusted in man. Anything you are doing in this life that you bank your life on, I beg you in the name of God, make sure you do it believing in the name of Jesus. Men can take you far. Only God can take you to the end of the journey. And so everything you say and do, according to Colossians 3.17, they say, do in the name of the Lord. You'll find the man whose words are powerful. He always speaks in the name of Jesus. He believes it and he says it. If you know the potency of the name of Jesus, you can wake up from bed and use the name of Jesus to create change. It is not tied to how you feel. It's tied to how you believe. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run it therein and they are saved. So six ways of empowering your words is number one, energize them through prayers. Number two, infuse grace into them by speaking truth and wisdom. Number three, infuse love into them. Number four, add faith to them. Number five, speak from the point of revelation. And number six, always speak in the name of Jesus. If you consciously begin to add this to your life, you will be shocked the result you will begin to command. Because life is designed 
to respond to these truths and these realities.